Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your host, Corinne. What's going on? Guys, today I have a wonderful guest with me today, Cass Ryan. Let me tell you a little about Cass. Cass pronouns he, him. Cass is a storyteller, collector, drag king, traveler, horror horror movie lover, and owner of way too many sweatshirts. Cass, what's going on? Hey, Corinne. What's up with you and the sweatshirts? <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> They're commemorative, but they're also comfortable, so I have way too many of them. Commemorative, and... like plates? <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm that, I am that idiot who will buy the $75, $80 sweatshirt at the concert. Like, that is my bag. 100% oh my God, really? I have no. Yes. <laughs> That's the craziest thing yes. I've ever heard. Well, because but... you can put a leather jacket on top of it, and oh. it all looks. <laughs> Accessorizing <laughs> the commem- commemorative sweatshirts. Right, 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 right. right. Just, it's just enabling me. Uh, really, okay, well, I'll, try, I'll try not to do that. I mean, first of all, thank you so much for being here. You're awesome. Oh my gosh. You know how I feel about you. I, this is, they don't know yet. Okay. That well, the but... entirety of this podcast is going to be the two of us gushing at each other. This is what happens when we get together. This, yeah. We just it, gush at each other for, for 30, 40 hours. Honestly, it's going to be, it's inevitable. It's yeah. inevitable. So listen, just 100%. sit back guys and enjoy the love fest. It's happening. It's going down. So excited. Cass. Yes. Dear. First thing I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your identity. Okay. Right? So you identify as transmasculine. That's correct. Let's talk to, I feel like even within our community, people don't, aren't fully aware of what some identities mean or what they mm-hmm. mean to, to a, a specific person. So tell me uh, for you, what does transmasculine, being transmasculine mean to you? Sure. What transmasculine means to me is that when I was coming out and when I was looking around me to see who I wanted to identify or like how, like who, who was, who was representing in a way that I identified with that made sense to me. I wasn't looking at cis men. I was looking at other trans men and I was looking at other gender nonconforming people. Yeah. And I was speaking to one of my good friends about this recently and, and they were actually the ones that gave me the language for this is that I never wanted to be cis. I never wanted to be a man. I was never looking at, um, uh, men in my life and saying, Hey, I want to look just like Chris Pratt. You know, I was literally like, <laughs> I, I want to really look good. like, I want to look like the other, like hot non-binary trans guys in my life. Like, yeah, that's, that's how I wanted. That's how I want to be. That's and it's taken me a while. Like I, I used to say that I was a trans man and all that type of stuff. But now I, I, I identify as being transmasculine because I am not a man. I'm a transgender man. Yeah. And that's very important to me. Yeah. Um, and that separation is what f- makes everything feel good. But it's taken a long time to get there. And that's a, that's important because, you know, you also, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you try things out. Sometimes you say, yeah, I'm a man. I'm a boy. Yeah. Raw. And then, and, you know, <laughs> after a while, it's like, no, this is boring and I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I'm not, and I know, for me. Again, for me, yeah. it was not, it was not, uh, what, 
rocked my boat. Yeah, I mean, you, know? y- you made a good point about it's it's it, for identities. Sometimes it's it's something you have to try on. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's almost like trying clothing. It's like okay, can I pull off these? You know. I don't know, low crotch pants. Can I pull right. this off? <laughs> right. Maybe not. Not and sure. If, right. you know? And if I can't, well, and also, do I like them? Because right. that's what's more important. That's do exactly I like right. the way that I look at them? Right. Do I like the way that they make me feel? If those two things line up, then buy the low crotch. That's but right. if they don't, then then <laughs> if it doesn't make you feel good, then don't do it. Right. If it doesn't make you feel validated, in, right. don't do it. And that's, you know, I always joked that... I feel like I was leaning against the wall of masculinity, but I wasn't like, you know, I was, you know, I was holding it up. You know, I was, I wasn't, but I wasn't on that. <clears throat> I wasn't fully on that binary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, so and, what, yeah. what do you think it was about like, um, like masculine gender nonconforming people or trans like men that you saw that you said, okay, yes, that's me. Like what, what that's about that? That's a really good question. Yeah. Because you know, it's like, you, there was something you saw yeah. that you were like, yes, that's me. I think it was masculinity without its toxicity. Wow. And it's Ooh. not that trans men and non-binary people can are, are exempt from being toxic because that is not at so all. deeply not, not true. Not at all. Um, but it was examples of it in a different way. It was examples of masculinity being tender and being yeah. floral and being... Um, and being accommodating and being kind and all those things that like, that wasn't what I didn't want the whole like locker room bro bumping chests and all that type (laughs) of stuff. Not saying that that's the only way that cis men can behave, but again, like that is what, when it came down to seeing really, really seeing trans masculine folks and non-binary people, um, interacting with each other and being conscious of femmes and being conscious of women and being conscious of, um, uh, you know, themselves and their own, and, and their own, the own, their own ways of moving through the world. Yeah. That type of consciousness was something that was very appealing to me and something that made me feel like I, I didn't feel guilty for wanting to be masculine because I didn't you know what I mean? I yeah. didn't feel guilty for wanting to be masculine because I didn't want to be like men. I wanted to be like, Tender men. <laughs> Tenderoni so men. Tenderoni men. Yeah, that's what, it, yeah, that was, that was what, and they were my first examples of what that could look like. Oh my God. And, so that's, you know, I, I love what you just said, because I feel like we don't, we don't delve into this area of like masculinity right. enough. Right. right. So we already know that masculinity doesn't necessarily belong to cis men. Right. Right. It, it doesn't belong to any gender. But the things that 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 we might take from it are, you know, somewhat they're, they're masculine, but they're you're right. There's a tenderness to it. Yeah. You know, that it, it'll we're allowed to go ahead and also embody that tenderness. Completely. Just freaking amazing. Completely. Yeah. And that is, you know, in my drag career what I've also been really interested in exploring and that's what's helped me kind of check my masculinity and because everyone has had traumatic experiences involving masculinity involving toxic masculinity specifically everyone has had negative experiences with like either intimately or just strangers on the street and so when you're performing I'm a drag king yeah. on top of or drag oh, no, we're gonna or get drag, 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 king, drag, drag performer oh, don't you worry right, I'll, uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you for a second <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but when you're putting that on stage if you're putting toxic masculinity on stage that is triggering to people Course. Because and people don't want to see that. People don't want to be reminded of the fact that the world is set up in a way that 
rewards that type of behavior. And so it's very important to be gentle when presenting those ideas, but also like being very conscious of what it is that you're performing and why is it that if the, if the idea is just to quote unquote pass Mm -hmm. as a Mm -hmm. man and Mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah you're you're limiting you're limiting the possibilities of what masculinity can be to something that is just painful and not powerful and it can be powerful and it can be it can be so healing yeah if you take the the toxicity out of it right because right. the toxicity is the part that's learned all of that's learned yes it is you know yes. and so it's it's it it makes me feel very comforted like drag has helped me be comforted in what it is that I'm doing in my day-to-day life because I can again try things on I can put things in front of you know I'm not like using the audience as like beta testers but you know I can like (laughs) I I know what an audience is going to react to and therefore I also know how to conduct myself in my day-to-day life in a way that is gentle and kind and positive and that doesn't take away from my, my masculinity. Well said. That is a well said, you know, I couldn't help thinking when you started speaking about it, like the, this tenderness that we were like kind of just talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I think for some men, you know, I don't think all, some men don't feel like they have access to that. Completely. Right. Well, because a lot of people have been taught that they don't. Right. And that if they do, they're weak. Right. That's right. And that's why they rely on femmes and women so hard yeah. to take care of them because they can't, they, they've literally become the, this one area of growth is just not explored at all. Right. It's just not explored at all. And you can't like, you know, they, they can't access it because they don't know how. I think it's, they just don't know how they don't. It's not that, it's not that they, that, that it's not, it's impossible for them, but it's they not. just don't, they don't know how. But do you think societally that they are allowed to, you know, I mean, it depends on where they are. It depends I mean? on what, what type of environment they're in. But I think that everyone has a choice sure. and sometimes being, you have to be brave enough to, you know, look the system in the eye and say, go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> you can curse. You can can I curse? Oh, no. It's too late now. The potty mouth is out it's now. It's too late now. <laughs> well, Fair okay. Enough. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank so. you for, for um, breaking that down. That's, I mean, I kind of feel like yeah. I want to like go and delve into that more, but, I, but there's so many other things I want to ask you about. Yeah, so, for sure. you know, one of the things I do love about you is I love your style. Thank you. You have a really unique style, and, and I feel like everything that I've seen you wear, mm-hmm. you wear it with so much. Um, there's so much of you in it. There's so much. Aww. There's so much authenticity in it, and I Thank love you. it. So I want to find out. I know I don't know if some of it came from like your drag persona, or what whatever it was, but like I want to know how you came into that style because mm. it is very unique to you, and it's mm. you do it really well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, a lot of it has come out of. Like, I don't want to say, well, a lot of, a lot of it began with this idea of I'm not allowed to do that because I am a chubby guy and I have been on this like war path with my own body for a long time rather than working with myself. Um, and enhancing the fact that I want to feel strong and feel powerful in my in my body and feel healthy, I've just been like, well, I have to lose a whole bunch of weight, otherwise none of this is available to me. And and 
because society backs me up on that, (laughs) that like if you're chubby, you, you don't get to wear certain things. Um, there are a lot of things that are just not available because they don't make them. Right. You know what I mean? Like clothing is just not made for you in a certain way or like it's not in good fabric or the seams are all busted and weird or, you know, (laughs) like it's just, it's really hard to shop for clothes when you're chubby or when you're fat. And, and it's not because for lack of trying, that's for damn sure. But you know, and there's a lot of really cool boutique places that have opened that are (laughs) catering to these types of, you know, different, different bodies. And that's wonderful. Um, but when it comes to affordability, that tends to come into play. So you kind of either wind up for me, what I wound up doing was finding things that were either extremely expensive and still not really good quality necessarily, unless they were from these like companies that were tailoring specifically to larger folks, or you wind up buying things mega cheap secondhand and altering them. Right. And embellishing them and putting things on them and all that type of stuff. And for a long time, I was like the big, big sweatshirt, big t-shirt, big cargo pants Mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. Because that was the only thing that I thought would fit me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it was the 90s. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, (laughs) you know, but it also, you know, like, there's... (laughs) You know, everybody's having flashbacks over here. We're all just like, oh, yeah. yeah depending <laughs> on how old they are, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, all of us over here on this well, side of the microphone. Yeah, we're definitely having flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now I've allowed myself to understand that, like, if I like it and it fits me, Fuck you. <laughs> you know, if I if I like it and it fits me and it makes me feel good, that's I'm right. gonna buy it, I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> that's right. And that's fine. And if I can afford it, and that's another, obviously, that's another added bonus thing because there's a lot of things that I like that fit me that I would have to um, sell a kidney for. <laughs> and, you know, I love fashion, but Please damn. Just keep your body uh, you're right, Exactly. Keep your like, body I'm, I'm saving that for later, like when I need a <laughs> right. car or something. Um, but, you know, but also, like, the power of being able to accessorize and upcycle things has really done good things for me. Yeah. Like, for instance, I'm wearing this fossil watch that I, upside down, I'm realizing now, <laughs> um, that I was given when I graduated from, <laughs> from high school. It's literally upside down. It's been that down. kind of day. It's been that, it's kind, been of been day, that kind of day, man. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, but I got this when I was in high school, and the battery ran, my, for graduation, my parents, you know, that was what I wanted. I had to say, they're like, what do you want for your graduation present? And I was like, I want a fossil watch. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I've had it for years and the battery stopped working and all that stuff. And I went to fossil one day and I was just like, Hey, listen, this band is like this shit, this brown color that I don't normally wear. Can I like switch it out? And they were like, yeah, Absolutely. Um, and they fixed the battery for free. They, they changed oh, the wow. battery. Oh yeah. Fossil, it's, fossils. What is it? Lifetime? Is it, what is it? Yeah. Like, there's like a lifetime warranty on it. Yeah. It's amazing. I have a couple of their watches. Get in okay. there. Well, and also the bands themselves cost like 25, 30 bucks. So you can change the, you can keep the face yeah. and change the, the band. Okay. Tips mind for everyone blown, up there. Mind blown. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, I, and, and it was so much more affordable and they let me keep the other bands oh great right and taught me how to change them myself so then you can you literally can have one watch and have like 
four or five different watches. Oh, wow. And it just, it, it, you know, that, that type of stuff. I have to change. I'm changing my watch <laughs> direction around because it's driving me nuts and it's upside down. Um, but that type of stuff, you know, that type of stuff is like, what can I do to, to enhance what I already have? Right. 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 Okay. So Save I have money. this, you know, yeah. right. I have yeah. this jacket that it like, it's not working for me in this type of way, or it seems outdated or something that I'll put like a ton of patches on the back or I'll start embroidering the sleeve or something like that. You know, like it's so good. I try to make it into something that fits me that could, that, that fits my personality, but still fits also my budget and fits me as a human, you know, like it's, it's, not easy, especially in this economy and also, you know, yeah. in this world right now. Yeah. But I really do prescribe to the idea of make make do and mend. Right. You right. know, like right. I don't want to get rid of things that are working. Right. But then also, like, like Corinne, you, for the people who do not know this, which is everyone basically, <laughs> Corinne was the first person who came in with me and sat there with me for two Hours, three hours, and, and we, we were drinking. So I don't, I don't right, yeah, exactly. We, we had had some martini, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> and we, you know, and we went through every single thing in my closet yeah. and got rid of everything that didn't fit, okay. that had pit stains. Yes, that was, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. also, like, because I, I do have this mentality of make do and mend. Sometimes I it's hard for me to get rid of things because I think that I can use them for something else. And then I never do. Yeah. So it's kind of finding that balance between, um, what, what is actually going to work versus what I hope will work in the future. And sometimes you just have to purge and that's fine. But, um, yeah, the purging is yeah. important. The important, Purg- I mean, I feel like that's really something is. that people don't do enough of totally. and they're holding on to things. They're like, well, this used to fit me. You know what? Let's get real with what's happening today. Exactly. You know what I mean? I've been there exactly. where I'm like, I'm, I'm sure there's some things, there's some things right now that I know. Like, I need to be right. Like, and if it's like a pair of like Gucci pants that you were like, that you bought when you were at your, you know, like one particular <laughs> phase in your life, right. then figure that out. Right. You know, right, like right. figure that, out that how to do different. that. Yeah. But like, you know, but like, like. It is okay to upcycle and upgrade what you already have. I kind of agree with that. You know, and then like, you don't need the extraneous stuff. And that's like, I love, I love the mentality of having an entire closet that I can blindly reach in and grab stuff and put together an outfit besides some key pieces that might go with certain things better. You know what I mean? Like having pieces and then having substantial like this is this yeah. is a base yeah. that I can put anything yeah, on that's and nice. that's where you can really get into accessorizing and you can get really into um you, which you do very well, by the Thank way. Thank you. You do some really great accessories. Thank you. I learned that I want to from, ask you about that. Yeah, I learned that from Sasha Velour, to be completely <gasps> honest. No way. Really? <laughs> yeah, way. Um, she's out? Yes. She's my dear friend and also um, I was had the incredible fortune to be asked to travel with her when yeah. she first won RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. Yeah. Um, and we came up through the same drag scene together and it was oh, like her fashion is next level. Well, it's always she, been, she's right. pretty it's always, it's always been next yeah, level, but the way that she accessorizes, um, is so intentional and it's never like 14 layers of the, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's usually like one piece, two yeah. pieces. She usually yeah. wears a, like an ear, like a pair of earrings and that's, you know, very like, it, it very more specific. I mean, it's more powerful when it's that way, right. you know? But they're all things that are special. Wow. They're all pieces to her that are like her drag outfits are one thing, but then like <clears throat> the way that she, <clears throat> 
Sorry, I'm also on testosterone and I'm going through puberty, and okay. so my voice is literally like, so, like trying not to. Trying to find a range. It's like, where, where right. do I land? Where I'm, do I'm land? trying not to turn this into a yodeling right, competition. It. Yeah, exactly. So that would be a first with this that, podcast, right? <laughs> Maybe we'll try it later. I can get in with that. Um, get right? in on that. Sure, I'll go with you. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> open, that'll open. that'll be our that'll be the closing. That's <laughs> just like, Whoa. yeah, be perfect. Um, <laughs> We'll take that Walmart kid for a run <laughs> for his money. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to Could be great. You're going um, But, yeah, but I just, you know, it again, it's such an easy and effective way to enhance a look. Yeah. You know, you can wear black shoes, black jeans, black T-shirt, and, like, put just, you know, and, and do the thing with accessories yeah. and make it so different. You could put every single person in the same outfit and then give them a table full of accessories and every single person is going to do something different with it. And I was really afraid of that for a long time because toxic masculinity taught me yes. that yeah. if you want to be masculine, right. you can't, you can't, wear the you can't be yeah. flashy and... You know, except you can. Except you can, and there are no rules, they and do aren't. whatever you want forever. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. And if you take anything away from this episode today, do please take that. whatever you want with fashion right. forever. Forever. Yeah. Always. Yes. Do it. As long as it is not appropriative. That's the rule. Really? Me. Is that the rule for, for you? Okay. For me, it is that, like, right. Because... Sure. I get it. As a white guy, also... Yes. Um, there's a lot of things that are not meant for me. Yeah. There are a lot of things that I should not be doing. Yeah. There are a lot of things that it's important to remember why other people do them and why other cultures have them and that that it's not your culture. Don't do it. Exactly. And that's, you know, I do have, I I have a big problem with like decorative uh, bindies. I think that that's really not okay Um, because it means something in a religious and a ceremonial context that has nothing to do with Coachella. Right. Um, Like don't, don't, you know, don't wear the freaking headdresses. Don't do, you know, like just stop it. (laughs) Like Madonna at the whatever was it? What the VMA? Where was she? Like, like I think it was she won the VMAs or something like that. But like her latest outfit was atrocious. Yeah, she she does a lot of that. That was not cool. And I like and I mean and I love Madonna. And it's like, could you not? Who is your stylist? Fire them. And in her mind, it's like she doesn't mean to be offensive anyway. But she really hasn't thought you know thought it down. She's white. She gets she gets to pretend that she doesn't see that yeah well no, and that's except, except for no and <laughs> like, that's messed again, up except for no up. right right yeah. so that's my that is my rule yeah. is don't be appropriative and you know that's that's very much of a harm none yeah take no sure. shit kind yeah. of you know mentality as well but like it's very important to do your research and be careful especially because there's a lot of beautiful 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 pieces that absolutely like, just absolutely don't belong to you right sorry right. about it well <laughs> but i'm it. not because <laughs> love it get over yourself get white over. people to white per- white stop person it. to white people stop it. not worth it yeah. um so yeah so okay so let's let's switch channels just a moment because sure. I, I don't want to lose our run out of time before we talk about bigger mortis oh, okay your drag persona <laughs> bigger mortis Amazing. Yeah, which is the same rules. Okay. Do whatever you want forever. Don't be appropriate <laughs> and don't be toxic. Okay. Um, right. yes. All yes. great rules. Yes. All uh, great rules. I am also, as a trans masculine person, I am also a drag king. Yes. And I do drag uh, as uh, usually under a masculine guise, but he's a lot 
faggotier than I am, <laughs> which I'm really, really enjoy being able to play with as yeah. well. Because, yeah. like, you know, sometimes you just need to give yourself that moment. Yes, you do. And let yourself do whatever you want. You're a boa. Yeah, you just exactly. need to moment. Exactly. Um, totally get it. And mine is mostly like, can I wear eyelashes? Uh, <laughs> I which it. is always. But um, yeah, Vigor Mortis uh, was created in 2015. Okay. He started out as R. Igor Mortis <laughs> because I was very, very determined to stick to rigor mortis ah, as the idea. Yeah. But then I was sitting there thinking every time that somebody announces me, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. it's going to be like, Which I'm, I'm guessing fuck? happened and you were like, I need to stop this now. <laughs> well, because people would just go, rigor mortis. And then somebody eventually was like, said it in a way that sounded like vigor mortis. And I was like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> um, but also like, yeah, by, <laughs> I love it. And I always say that I'm, I'm vigorously deceased. <laughs> That's, That's the great. joke. That is fantastic. Do you have a website like... that should be on there? That's amazing. It will be. It's either that or the finger guns of drag. That's my, you know. I love it. That's so my, good. Because I'm literally, I just, I'm a walking dad joke oh, dressed as a so demon. Good. So good. I, love I it. Oh my God. That's a great combination. It's, it's a time. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I like being able to throw on different characters and caricatures and walk them around and make fun of them and, and, you know, dance puppets, you know, it's very like it, you get to play. It's a, it's a human adult playground where you get to play with all kinds of stuff, including also like desirability politics and like confidence and all that type of stuff, you know, and I do, I you know, with my brother Kay James from Switch and Play, I'm part of a Dragon Burlesque Collective called yes, Switch and talk Play. Yes, about Switch and Play just um, for a minute. Absolutely, everyone should and, know about them. Oh yeah, we have we were established in 2006. Wow, so that long yeah, ago. Long my goodness, time. I didn't know mm-hmm. Switch and Play had been around that long. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Well, and Kay James is um, one of our is our only original member, but he recently celebrated his like 11 year anniversary. Oh. I think he's been doing drag for over a decade, wow. which is insane. Yeah, and he's great. along with Miss Malice, who's yes. right behind him. I think he's she's at. Um, nine years wow. now? Eight years now? Wow, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've been around for a long time. We have a residency at Branded Saloon mm-hmm. every second and fourth Saturday Best of the month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we are, uh, we're expanding. We recently just did our Adams Family tribute show at National Sawdust, and, and it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. We sold out the tickets and no it was this way. incredible gigantic explosive experience and there were um, incredible uh guest performers oh, and it, the whole show just felt like it was super curated from front to back and um i'm incredibly proud of it and i'm proud of us and being able to do something like that and fill those seats and 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 entertain the people yeah so it's pretty awesome yeah. yeah we've been we've been around we've been doing it for a long time so yeah. i've i was uh i joined in late 2015 or 16 I think and yeah and I've been doing drag since then and uh it's been it's been a whirlwind it's been a crazy experience but it's absolutely led me to do things that I never ever thought that I would yeah and and have confidence in a way that I never thought I could have it yeah and it's taking every single type of um performative learning that I've ever done and throwing it into one category because you're, you're moving to the music. Some Mm -hmm. people dance, I dance, some people don't. 
Um, but you're moving to the music. You are responsible for making your own costume. You're doing your own face or like creating your own costumes or, or, or having them made for, you know, like it, it, everything from inception to it, other people have different involvement in their own costume making. Some people have them made for them. Some people make them themselves. Some people like me go to out of the closet and buy everything for a dollar and, <laughs> and, and, and upcycle. That's right. Upcycle. Um, yep. And uh, you have to do your own makeup, and then you have to also learn how to lip sync, which is a whole added extra thing, because the way that we sing music is different than the way it looks like it sounds. So you have to lip sync it the way that that it looks like it should be, rather than the way that you would if it was actually... Sounding. Okay. How, so, how like, for instance, for instance, one of my favorite drag moves is the quivering chin uh, when there's a vibrato. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. If you watch people who yes. are professional musicians, yes. they don't shake their entire jaw. Yes. That's not how they're getting the vibrato. The vibrato True. is happening in their throat. Exactly. But exactly. if I was doing that in my throat, right. I think besides Emmy Great, who can do it with her tongue, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you said if you're doing it in your if throat. If you're right, if you're doing it in your throat, you can't right. see that. Right. Right. So then you have to put that out in the, you know, oh, onto your face I in see. a different Got way. It. Okay, now yeah. Um yeah. and that's the same way with sustained notes and any of that type of stuff. You're not not most people aren't going to have a wide open mouth when they're singing a certain right. note, but you will in drag, right. that's for sure. Um and you have to breathe during that entire time. And not step on anybody and not hit anybody in the face and not be offensive and be kind to your audience. You know what I mean? So like, it's like this whole, it's like a gauntlet of all these things that you have to do in order to do this one performance that lasts anywhere between two and seven minutes. And it's such a wonderful, ridiculous challenge. I mean, it's so, such a so wonderful what, challenge. What brought you into that? Like, what what, what was the what what pulled you into drag? I mean, I was this lonely. A... <laughs> <laughs> I could move. That is it. not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> but you know what? We're gonna go with it. Go with it. So, yeah. So really, so was it was, was it looking for community? Like, yeah. what was it? Ah, yeah. Okay. I had moved to the city, mm-hmm. um, and I was couch surfing with a now a human who I refer to as my fairy godmother, <laughs> um, because I wound up staying for like a year living on her couch which wow. was crazy okay yeah. um because yeah i've eventually settled with her and just stayed uh we weren't expecting that to happen but it did uh <laughs> um and she's wonderful but mm-hmm. we um i i was just working i was just trying to i moved to the city straight out of college and i was just trying to make ends meet and trying to figure out how to get enough rent money together to start living in my own place and um and I had spent the entire first year living here not doing anything involving yeah. community. Right. Um, by year two, I finally was like, I think I need to start making friends. So I hopped onto the wonder that is okay, Cupid, and started <laughs> like you know, just looking for friends and also <laughs> and also dating and all that stuff. And I and I started like meeting people and you know that kind of. Um, like growing a little bit more community, Mm -hmm. but I actually went to Goldie Peacock's drag. They used to do a drag King workshop, Mm -hmm. uh, years ago. Um, and I found it on Facebook and I was like, Oh, that's something I dabbled with in college. Cause I was doing, 
special effects makeup and things like that. And so, of course, one of the big challenges was doing, you know, turning my friends into dudes and that <laughs> whole thing. Um, and I liked doing it when I was in college just for fun. Yeah. Um, and I had seen all the King's Men perform a couple years earlier. A drag, a, a drag troupe yeah. that I think has since been disbanded. Mm. But they're incredible and each individual person is just like amazing performers but I saw them perform at True Colors years ago and I so it was something vaguely in the back of my head that I was like I know what drag kings are mm. they confused me sexually when I was 12 um so <laughs> great that I know what that is um and then uh I sort of flirted with it throughout college and then uh it went to when I went to this drag king workshop um I was hooked but I didn't know what to do with it because I didn't know how to put myself out there. And Goldie was the one that really pushed me and had just said, you have all these ideas, you have to do something. And I had adjacently kind of become friends with Switch and Play. Um, and I performed, my first ever performance was in their Moxie show, which is a open drag night for newbies. Yeah. Um, and uh, And I did this horrible... Horrible, horrible number. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. I've only ever done it once. Really? Once again, and that was for K. James' 10 year anniversary show. It was just, it wasn't that it was like awful, awful. It was that I grew up, or I grew up and I went to school in upstate New York, and um, we had to drive. Either there weren't gay, there was not gay culture around us. Right. Because right. it was an Oneonta. Hard to find, yeah. In the oh, middle wow. of nowhere. <laughs> So yeah, true. it's in the middle of nowhere. Wow. So we used to drive like an hour to go to this gay bar called Merlin's, which was in Binghamton. <laughs> like I'm a name alone. Oh yeah, and where they had one <laughs> night a week that was ladies' night, <laughs> and there were all of these drag kings that would perform, and all of that it was all Usher, and it was all. <laughs> You know, is that a Drake favorite? Usher, a hundred percent. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Well, Drake Kings from my era, like everyone had an Usher number. Everyone had like oh, you know a, 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 a My Chemical Romance number. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Because um, there was always one that was like the edgy boy, and then like you know. Like the sexy one, yeah. did a lot of body rolls. That was. That I wish was. I could have seen you body rolls as you were saying that. Oof. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was literally doing body rolls because I can't stop myself. But um, but that's that was the exposure oh, that I had crazy. to drag. Yeah. Was this kind of like this is my dick and it's in your face? You know, like that's very you know this very specific type of drag, oh, God, I which it. I didn't know how to do because I'm an awkward baby man. So I was just kind of not really sure what to do with that. And then when I came, so but that's the only type of drag that I had really seen. And these guys who were doing it in upstate New York were sexy as fuck. So they made it work. You know, they made this kind of like douchey, like, yeah, I'm going to take my hat from the front and flip it around to the back. Yeah, like my baseball cap. They made that move look cool. And I was like, how? How are you doing this? Um, and then I and then I got to switch and play in Brooklyn with all of this subversive, cool drag culture, and I was like, ah, I don't know what I'm to home. do. No, ah. you were home. Well, what I wound up doing was I wound up doing this number that was like an exaggerated, worse version of that type of drag um, to uh, Luden Wainwright the third song. I wish I was a lesbian. It's awful. <laughs> It's the worst thing in the world. It's vaguely transphobic. It's like so bad. 
Um, but it was meant to be like the whole point was me being like, you know, you know, like this is, you know, this is gross. And why do we, I don't like this. Like, I don't want to do this. Luckily, the only person in the universe that saw it (laughs) (laughs) just what it was. No, no, no. (laughs) Everyone that saw it understood what I was doing. Okay. And Miss Malice especially was like, I think it was really smart because you were making fun of this toxic culture that that we that we all know what that is. We've all seen okay, that Ms. before. Malice, we'll see you know, you. we've all we all see that we'll kind see of you, like Malice. right. Well, and I was like, "Are you sure about that?" You know, because like, I, I I just wasn't sure that that was. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, that's what it is. Sure, absolutely, yeah. that's what it is. Oh, oh, oh. You know, not just me being a doofus and not having any idea what the fuck I'm doing. But, like, she really did see that there was this, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of humor to what I was doing. Right. And this, um, and this sense of, like, parody. Yes. In yeah. a really, that, that, w- that could actually be something and do something more. Yeah. And she believed in me right from the beginning. Oh, right amazing. from the beginning, that's she walked amazing. up to me and she was like, "You're really smart. That's really and you're doing amazing. really smart." All stuff. right, Miss Malice, we see you. Exactly, that's I know. Awesome. She's well. She's like my little sweet guardian angel. Oh. Honestly, like she really like she's the one that I call when I have no idea. Like I'll, I'll just sit there and be like, "I've done every number in the universe. Like I have no numbers and I don't do anything." Well, and everything's like, I mean, I don't believe and she'll, that. Well, all, I, she'll call me and be like, "No, no, no. These are the three numbers you haven't performed in the past six months. You should do one of these." Like oh she gosh, knows. She's amazing. Yeah, she's she is our she is our producer. Well, she well is, honestly, like, if you, you know, if we gone to does. switch and play, you should definitely go. She's an amazing host. She's she really is. So she's funny. So funny. She's so smart. Just yeah. interesting. She wants. She does a really great job and she she's a title winner she won a best mc uh at the brooklyn nightlife awards this past year yeah okay guess who's getting tagged on this when the post when this episode (laughs) comes out this malice play please get over there and check them out because they're pretty awesome that's you should also interview her oh well i'm just saying oh you can Oh, don't worry about it. But next coming up, slash also what's coming up, all yeah. the, it'll be like exactly every would, single person. I would love, <laughs> I would love to talk to the cast of Switch and Play. Yeah, I think they're pretty it. awesome, and I will Thank talk you. to you more about that. Thank you, Mike, for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. But anyway, moving on. But I love, so. I love that. I love that. I didn't know that's how you got into it. Yeah, I want to make sure that I don't before. Before before we we run out of time, yeah, I want to mention I want to talk about your performances. Oh, I've seen you perform drag many times. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I will say is that Miss Malice is one hundred percent right. Oh. Your performances are so thought provoking and they're they're courageous, gorgeous performances. Oh, so they, there's a lot of thought behind them. Thank so you. whether you knew it or not back then, <laughs> you you bring a lot of thoughtfulness to yeah. your, your your performances and they're Thank they're you. truly amazing. I have seen you do some things and I'm just like wow. Oh. It, these are inc- the performances are insane. Like I can't Thank say you. good enough things about it, and so I really think that if people get the, the opportunity, I'm going to ask you to at the at the end of this this episode, which is we're kind of nearing that now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want you to say again, tell people again how to find Switch and Play, totally. how to find you. Yeah. Um, you know, on on Instagram, um, as you know, as as Cass and also as the bigger Mortis. Absolutely. Um, because I want people to follow you guys and know what's going on. Because yeah, for you sure. know, especially like with Switch and Play has been doing for so long. Two thousand six. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's grown a lot since then. Well, and thank you. That's incredibly kind to say. And you're absolutely right. Uh, do being able to be vigor has enabled me to be myself and it enabled me to see 
that like if people can get behind me doing a magic mic number on stage, then they can deal with me wearing a crop top off stage. Yeah. And like, you know, like these are the type of, you know, like it, it, but it builds your confidence. It changes the way that you move through the world. And my drag has absolutely done that for me. Yeah. Absolutely done that for me and has absolutely helped me value the different things that I consider to be my strengths you know what I mean and value them because in the moment I can use them and then also I can use them outside you know in uh, in your life and thoughtfully and all that stuff so yeah I I really appreciate that and um it's been it's been a joyous ridiculous ride and I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything because you know it has absolutely helped me be a better person I mean that's so it's so wonderful to think that the drag could help you can you can take those some elements from that performing into your life for sure because drag isn't about the illusion of like if you're a man becoming a woman and if you're a woman becoming a man drag is gender performance yes and it doesn't matter how you do it if gender performance for you is that you stand on stage exactly as you are and perform your emotions, then that's drag. Yeah. Because that is gender performance. That is, it's, it's not gendered right. performance. It's right. gender performance. Yeah. It's how am I presenting myself? How am I like, how am I moving through this space? And if you want to play with it a little bit or a lot of it that's up to you right you know and i feel like fashion is very similar though in that you you have the opportunity to every single morning decide who you want to be that day Mm. and it's okay if that isn't the same person every single day if there are certain days where you wake up and you're feeling braver than you did two days ago good for you yeah Exactly. Good for you. Exactly. Do you know yeah, that's exercise. that's just fine. Yeah, exercise that. Exercise yes, that and really, for and really sure. live live in that, you know, and like yeah. be, be that for that day. Right. Because who knows what the next day holds, right? Right. Because right. some days, you know, I would feel totally comfortable as vigor in heels and booty shorts walking into a bodega, and there's other days where like you couldn't pay me to do it. Right. You know? Right. And that's okay because that's the condition of that's a human condition, is that we we fluctuate and we change and um I think it's wonderful to have an idea of what your aesthetic choices are, but you don't have to have a canon for it. You don't have to box yourself in. Right. You can do what feels comfortable. And if what, what feels comfortable happens to be consistent, that's great right. and wonderful. Right. But, but, also, right, but also be. if it's random and all over the place, that's then right. that's also perfectly valid and okay. 100%. You know, and 100%. I feel like that's true with, with drag, with fashion, with gender, with, you know, with all aspects of life is that you have full autonomy. Yes. And yeah. no matter what you're being told by outside forces, it's your, it is your choice. And at the end of the day, it's about who you want to be and how you want to be that. And that's some powerful shit. It, it is. Know? It is. I mean, this is it's precisely why I wanted to have you on today because I really want 
I want listeners of this podcast to understand that they have that liberty. Yeah. They have totally. 100% license to be whatever they want to be on any given exactly. day. Exactly. You know, there's no, the rules are the rules you make up. Those are the rules. Exactly. Those are the rules. Exactly. Those are the only rules that exactly. exist. You know, there are not others. Like societal rules don't matter. That mm-hmm. these people are not living in your body. They're not. They're not having to walk through life as you. So right. we want to give permission here. Like that's right. what we're doing here. Right. We're, we're giving for permission sure. for all of this stuff. For sure. So this is why I really wanted you on. <laughs> you know, because this is. I mean, I feel like you live your life being like. I, I have the permission. I have all the permission. But it has taken so long to get there. It is, it's hard for You know, it's yeah. taken so long to get there. And now I feel like I'm finally starting to get it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm working on with this project that I'm starting. Now, tell um, me about the it's, project. Yeah, it's yeah, like I'm this here. sneaky... I'm, I'm going to be a little <laughs> bit vague because I'm not totally... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but basically the premise is that I am in my 100-day countdown till top surgery. Yep. Yep. So I have, I'm, I'm, oh, we're in the nineties. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. We're but in, you know, this has been double this digits, a long time coming, right? which is crazy. It's I've been, been talking about this for 12 years. Yeah. So wow. this is a long wow. time, okay. long wow. time coming. Um, but essentially the idea that I had was that I am going to record myself and my beautiful roommate, um, Atticus Stevenson is going to be helping me with this cause he's a professional videographer, um, oh, where sweet. we're going to document me starting from a hundred days to top surgery and then a hundred days afterwards. Oh my God. That's amazing. So the way that we're, the way that we're kind of structuring it and what we're trying to look at is that where I am right now in my own life is at a, a type of, it's, it's not a bad rock bottom. It's just a rock bottom with no longer feeling like I want to accept my life as it is. I want more. I want better from myself Fair enough. more than anybody. Yes. Then, and this idea that I, I, all I've been, uh, everything that I've been doing has been fueled with guilt and, and why haven't I done this yet? Why haven't I, you know, why am I not there yet? Why am I not ready for this? Why, why can't I just, why can't I just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and trying to eliminate all of those voices and more say, okay, we have a hundred day countdown to get our shit together before top surgery. Mm-hmm. Let's just aim there. Right. And then trying to train myself and actually really actively change the way that my inner dialogue works. So this way that I'm not fueled by, I'm not, I'm not in a guilt induced, you know, mania, but rather that I'm saying, okay, today just wasn't that day. Right. And that's okay. We're going to pick it up and we're going to all go on to the next day because I have a hundred day accountability and then a hundred day accountability afterwards as well. And then I can implement those things that I learned during these 200 days and use them in my everyday life and keep the things that are working and eliminate the things that don't. And just, it's, it's, it's almost like a science project, but it's also an emotional project. You know, it's, yeah. an, it, it's giving me emotional stakes in a scientific way. You know what I mean? So, so what, so, is, what do you think the end goal looks like for you? Like what, what, what would you say, what, what does a successful outcome look like for you in this situation? It's being able to give myself permission to live my life and giving myself permission to live my life the way that actually that I, that I'm helping to co-create and not even just co-create, but I am creating it in its entirety because we were talking about this a little bit off camera. There is no knight in shining armor. There is nobody who's going to come and get you. It's you. You have to come get you. That's right. You have to do all these things for yourself. And there are so many things that I've just casually let be, 
just something that I don't like about the way that I do things or the way that I look or the way that this, you know, all the you know, a multitude of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we're so comfortable with just having this laundry list of things to feel bad about. And I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to live like that anymore. Right. Right. I don't want to live from a place of pain. Yeah. I want to live from a place of power. Wow, that this is powerful stuff. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Well, Be- that's the idea behind it. It's like it's a real human doing these things and being scared and not knowing what I'm doing and trying my best but having bad habits that I have to break and all those types of things. So, it's the idea is to empower myself but also empower others by literally just speaking from the i perspective yeah. not trying to speak on behalf of anyone else right. showing people what it looks like when i take back my own life wow. and i take control of my own life and i empower my own life wow. and then you can get from that from viewing it what it is that you need to get from it yeah. but it's not something that i'm tr- i'm not sitting here trying to wax poetic right. about something that i want you to feel it's something that i'm feeling and if you identify with me thank you that's and you that's, know and, and that's, that's and, and that's that is the standpoint is. you have to come from because yeah, i think that's totally. where it becomes powerful yeah. right because you're yeah. not saying let me show you how to do this. No. Right? No. This God, is, no. Because <laughs> I don't know. Right. So it's more, here's my experience. Yeah. Does some of this res- resonate with you? Right. Do you see some of yourself in some of this experience? Right. Like, what can you take from it? Exactly. Maybe you can take something. Maybe you can take nothing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Some, exactly. There, I'm telling you right now, there are going to be plenty of people who can take from what you're, what you're saying right now. Because yeah. what you're doing right now is, number one, very difficult. Yeah. And... Number two, something a lot of people don't do because it's it's a choice that they don't really want to make. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a scary. Choice. It's a scary one. It's a really really scary one to be, um, completely one hundred percent honest with yourself about not only the places where you need to work, but places where you're brilliant. Right. 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 Oh, wow. Oh. And places where I gotta snap for that one. Right. Hang on. Because <laughs> I mean, we don't talk about this. No. The no. places where you're brilliant. Yeah. Oh my god. I the places. I think yeah. that's a song. I'm gonna have to get back on the <laughs> get back on the acoustic. Yes, please. Work that out. I mean, we need a we need a track. So. Oh my god, it's go. yeah. so good. Yeah. No, I have a friend of mine who's writing the track too, that's, which is so cool. Yeah. But yeah, but amazing. like this idea of being able to own, like it's not just about owning your flaws. It's also about saying wow. this is all the shit that I can do, and I can do well, and that is and that is so important and um that is so awesome that's a really yeah. I, I th- we don't talk changing about that the narrative enough. we don't yeah. talk about that enough yeah changing the inner dialogue like i talk to my therapist about Amazing. that all the time yeah. about the fact that i'm like how do i change the way that i talk negatively to myself yes. he's like you literally have to stop yourself right you literally right. have to be the you one you're the only one that's in your own head right you literally have to be the one that every single time that you start like talking to yourself in a negative way you have to be the one that jumps up and puts on like k-pop or something you know what i mean like you have to be the one <laughs> who says no i am not going to be self-deprecating in this moment that's right that's i am right. going to change the way that i'm speaking and i'm what? going to change the way that i'm thinking and it has to start from like that internal dialogue in order for that to reflect outward i can't agree you know? with you more and i'll say this also it's like you you have to stop it but at any given moment you can speak you can choose to speak on, on, on two, in two different ways, right? Absolutely. You can speak negatively, but you can also choose to speak very positively about right. yourself. It's a choice For sure. at any given moment, but right. you have to be aware that there's a choice to be made. Totally. At the time. Well, and right? it's also it's also like choosing 
negativity or positivity, but it's also sometimes the positive thing to do is letting yourself be in pain. Sure. That's I the positive that. thing I is letting yourself feel that. your feelings and be that. mad or yeah. be sad right. or be frustrated or all those types of things. Cause sometimes that is the positive thing to do sure. is to say, man, I am bummed the fuck out yeah. right now. No, that's this true. did not go for me. And I am upset about it rather than being like, shake it off. Big guy. We'll take it down another day. <laughs> you know, like some days like that is not, that is denial. That's right. You know what I mean? Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, and it's okay to, it is okay to feel all of the spectrum of emotions and there are no bad emotions besides homicidal mania. Yes. You know, there's like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But also like, you know, there's, there are all, all of the human emotions are good emotions. There are no bad ones, no. which no. means also again, looping back to, you know, like some days you're going to feel the courage to wear yeah. that daring, bold outfit. And yeah. other days, you're just going to want to be in your jammies. And that is okay. <laughs> you know, and, and that's and that's the point of this, too, is just being human about it. I love it. Like, how to be human about it in a way... Like, I want to change and I want to grow, but I want to do it in a way that's human, not in a way that's superhuman, where the only things that you see are me having great successes. Yeah. It's also, yes. like... Yeah. The failures and the, the, the messed up bits are also just as important... When you, you know, because you have to get back up. You do. You have to learn how to get back you do. up. Every single that time. That is yeah. the most important thing. And, you know, that that's where you learn so much is, is when is when you are laying on the floor going, I have no idea how I'm going to I'm going to do this. And you prop yourself up on your one elbow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That moment alone yeah. is like, yeah. you know, when that, there's like, like the world opens up for you when you can when you can just just start yeah because then you can see how to you know all right, I'm waxing poetic no now, you're, you're not you're not and I, I, I actually I, I really want to go back to what you said about the brilliance about you no know, so also yeah. like not just recognizing your flaws but also recognize you know your brilliance as yeah well. yeah so you know I I had a recent conversation I have a life coach who's amazing yeah. and I know she's listening you are awesome you know who you are <laughs> so she who is she I need her no, we will once the recording ends Great. I will be passing this on to you Fantastic. um anyway so one of the things that we had a conversation about just yesterday was about um, something that I, that she thought I wasn't doing enough of, which is that exactly that mm-hmm. the recognizing the sort of wonderful parts of yourself. Right. So sometimes when you're going through a situation, you want to power through it, you right. want to get through it. You're like, you know, it's a situation that you don't want to be dealing with, but it's like it's happening. Right. And you, you know, you, you show up for it. Right. You don't want to. You, you don't want to show up for it, but you right. just you just show up for it. Right. right. So I had a situation like that, and she was really trying to get me to understand the importance of saying, okay. Here's a second situation. Right. You don't have, you're, you're giving from a place of deficit. You don't have a lot to give, but you're still right. giving. Right. You're still showing up. Right. Why don't you take a minute and realize how good it is that you still showed up? Right. 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 And that's, and that's something that you absolutely chose to do. Right. And so you right. chose to do that. Exactly. And that's something she tried to make me understand. So yeah. I couldn't understand why that was important until I started realizing why I have such a good relationship with her. And right. the reason why I have a good relationship with her is because she witnesses me. Yeah. She really sees who I am. Yeah. And she points out, hey, you showed up even though you couldn't. It's acknowledgement. That's the acknowledgement. The acknowledgement of the fact that, like, we say things like, well, I had to. Actually, right. no. You didn't. You, you could said, have hopped on a bus. This is exactly what we talked about yesterday. And yeah. went, right, and, and, and you know, to, to Chicago right. and stayed there until the situation was over. You chose. Right. 
out of moral value, out of whatever it was, but in your heart of heart, you chose to show up. You made a choice. Yeah. Right. And And nobody, nobody is like, you're not being forced to do it. You chose to do that. That's right. And so, so the thing is, it's like when you do something like that and you do make that choice, you can feel good about yourself. And it, you can wh- still be tired, of course, and still feel well, you're, like you're, you're going to feel tired. Jesus. Definitely. I don't want to be here, oh, but also, that, I definitely. But had also, that. you can still give yourself a little bit of credit for the fact that you showed up in the right. Place. And I feel like the yeah. reason why you want to give yourself that credit is because you want to feel, you want to witness yourself, right? Right. So the idea right. of getting witnessed by someone else right. is so powerful. But when you also witness yourself, right? Well, and that's, some and power that's in where, that. right, and that's where the addiction to social media comes in and all this sort of like external witnessing and external validation. And that's why we, you know, like it's really hard to stop once you start that ball rolling where you're like, well, I want other people to tell me that I've done good things right. because otherwise it's not real. It's not really about that. I, like give yeah. me, give me my gold stars right. when in reality you're not going to feel satisfied until you give yourself the gold stars. Like when you start witnessing yourself, that's when you right. start acknowledging that's yourself, right. That's, right. that's when that sense of contentment starts coming that's in right. because you're like, no, I did that. That's right. That's right. I did that. that right. I, like, own, I, mean, I, I own, own that. that. I saw that. Exactly. Like I was there for it. That's right. I know what it took for me to get there. So I have to be the one that gives myself the credit where it's due. Yeah. And sometimes that means like actively fighting this idea that I'm being selfish by doing that right. or that I'm being conceited by doing that. And like, if you have to, it, it's about, I think it's about being completely honest with yourself. That's right. And you know, and if you know you did something good, be honest about that too. Right. Be just, be just as honest with yourself about the things that you did well as the things that you need to work on. Right. You know, and like, and, and then if you need to be the one that like writes down in a little like star journal, like all the times that you think that you deserve to get (laughs) special accommodation and special stars, then you do that. And it's just for you and nobody has to see it. But like start like the practice of like allowing yourself to recognize and be and bear witness to your own awesomeness yeah. and to your own moments of triumph that are moments of triumph to you that may not be to somebody else that's, who's looking on being like, right. wow, yeah, you went to the gym three days in a row. Who cares? And you're like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> right. I went to the you gym don't know what to do. three days in a row. <laughs> right. Like that for each, that's, that's, that's the whole point of being an individual is that you may, you may not have the same, you don't have the same internal and external motivations as other people do. So like do it for, do it for you and let yourself recognize when you're doing stuff that's awesome. You know, and I would say that like if when you do that kind of thing, that you are feeding yourself a, a sort of contentment that you don't need to seek elsewhere. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I mean, exactly. I think that's something that we as a society don't really think about. Like, right. there's a reason why people get into bad relationships, right. and are looking for validation outside right. themselves. Because you know, it's like when you d- get into that that mode, you're really opening yourself up to some really fucked up right. shit. Right. Well, because when you're internally content then you're less you're less susceptible to consumerism. 100%. You're less susceptible yeah. to well, if I want to get a boyfriend, I have to get that That's particular right. skincare cream or like if I I have to wear these certain clothes or I have to be that size body or you you you, you stop seeking that in what you can buy and what you can and what you can participate in and more and like does it make me happy and I'm suck at that but I'm working on it every day you know I'm this is part of this project and part of like me trying to better myself in general is just saying like 
all of this stuff that's surrounding me is gonna obviously like try to it's it's trying to win me over. Mm-hmm. It's trying to it's trying to get me to buy into it. Yeah. And I get to choose what I buy into and what I don't. Right. You do. Nobody else does. You, that's right. But like that's how you know we th- this this feeling of continual lack. Yeah. That's right. Is what makes us feel like we need all this other stuff. Like right? we need these relationships. We need these. You know, we need these other things to fulfill us rather than, like, I need to give myself the kudos and the pats on the back and the and the acknowledgement that I feel like I need to try to get out of other people. Like, you know, you can do that for yourself. You can do and it for yourself. And it, yeah. like, it really does make a huge difference. And, and I really wonder if, why people, if the, some of the... Some of the reason why people don't give it to themselves is, is that they think that they don't have whatever it is within themselves to give to themselves. Right. Do you right. know what I mean? It's we, like, yeah, we operate from a place of lack a lot of the time. Right. Like, I, I find it very interesting, the mentality of, like, there can only be one successful person in a partnership or things like that. You know, like, those these types of ideas. Because the the notion that there is a limited amount of love in the world or there's a limited amount of brilliance in the world or there's a limited a limited amount of talent in the world or all these types of things puts us into this this competitive mindset where we have to this or this idea that like only one person can be shiny and bright and brilliant at a time and if you're you know surrounded by people who are also shiny bright and brilliant then you can't be because they're brilliant and shinier than you and that's not false, true false which is completely untrue yeah. is that there is an a, unlimited source of awesome in the world there's an unlimited source of love in the world and you there is enough for you to be full to the brim that's right. with it i totally and agree with that. stand yeah. next to somebody who is also overflowing with it yeah, do you know what right. i mean that's right like there's not and and there's 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 no limit to that besides what we put on ourselves right. and pitting us against each other is what keeps this this society kind of functioning the way that it does especially under consumerism and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff mm-hmm. like we we buy into this idea that we are lacking because we do not have. We do not have this. We do not have that, you know. And the most amazing thing starts to happen when you you look at those types of, you know, claims and go, why? Yeah. Right. Why are you forcing this on me? Right. What is it about, you know? Because it's, it's so, it, it, you see, like, when people are just, you know, flagrantly and, unabashedly themselves and they're in the public eye people can't handle it they can't (laughs) handle it they just they're just they freak out because they're like you're not conforming to what it is that i need you to do to validate the fact that i don't know how to do what you're doing so ah and it's this whole you know we've gotten a little bit like philosophical in here today but like you know there's it was always gonna happen you know it was always gonna happen but there's this you know this idea of of lack is what keeps us trapped Yes. Yes, it is. There is it enough is. for you. It is. There's there is enough it. space for you to be as you you yes. as you can possibly yes. be That's right. without taking away from anybody else. That's right. That's right. There is enough space in this world for that. I, 100%. And yeah. and and the the traps that we keep ourselves in are learned. They're taught to us 
And it is absolutely within our power to dismantle them and tell them to go away. And it takes years and years and years of working on, but it is a really, really good goal to have. It is. It is. And, you know. I mean, I can't wait to see what what comes of your project because. Thank you. It's a very, it's a really, it's a very brave, brave, like undertaking. Seriously. It's, it's, it it requires a lot of courage. uh, The honesty involved. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something that. I, I'm, more of us need to be doing, you know, we, we do. It's, yeah. it's not easy though. I know it's not easy. Well, and you will when you're ready. Right. And I think that that's, that's the big, that's the big thing is that, you know, I, I was actually talking, I talked to my therapist about this a lot where he had mentioned to me that I keep saying things like, Oh, I really have to do this and I should be doing this. And I don't know, I have this whole list of things that I have to do and I never do them a lot. And he was like, do you see that even that is a negative way of mm-hmm. talking to yourself? Yeah. Because you're basically just reminding yourself how much of a fuck up you are. Yeah. By constantly saying, look at all this shit I need to do. And it's the same shit every single day. Yeah. Because you're not doing it because you you feel too guilty or it gets out of hand or you do one thing. And then by the time you get around to doing the other things, you need to do that thing yeah, again. You, just, you spiral. Right. You just, it's, right. you spiral. And like, yeah. so what if you didn't do your laundry when you said you were going to do your laundry? So what? At right. the end of the day, that is not the thing that matters. Did you like, and sometimes did you go out and have a good time and like bond with your friends and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So don't feel bad about that. There's this amazing, um, astrologer and medium and just overall wonderful human named Jessica Lignato, who has, um, a podcast called ghost of a podcast. Ooh. Um, and she said something in a previous episode that really, really got me where she was like, if you are going to sit on the couch all day and beat yourself up all day long about sitting on the couch, why are like, are you enjoying that? Right. Are you enjoying that time? Is that doing anything for you? Right. You know, if you're going to eat the cake and shit all over yourself for eating that cake the entire time, why? Right. <laughs> why? Right. Why is this something that you're doing? Don't you want to sit on the couch and enjoy yourself? Right. Right. And enjoy your time right. and be like, ooh, this is comfy and I like this <laughs> couch. And like feel like this is something that's contributing to my day. Right. And don't you want to eat that cake and be like, this cake is delicious. <laughs> and I love this cake and I want to eat more of this cake. It's so good and it makes me, it's, it's giving me something right, right now. Like which situation feels preferable? That's right. That's you know? Right. Yes, that's right. So what do you need to do in your life, in your day, to get yourself to a place where you can have couch time and it feels good right. and it feels productive and it feels like something you're not guilty about. Right. What can you do in your day that makes eating that cake feel like something that's a nice treat that you can give yourself that is delicious and you're enjoying that cake? And I'm, that's going to be different for every person. It is. You know? It is. But I, but I would say the thing that's not different for every person is that it has to come. You have to have an, an awareness of yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, it, that you is, have to be willing to look at all of this to. stuff. You have to. I mean, even the small stuff. It. It's like you said. Like you, yeah. you know how easy it is for us to have that, that voice in our head go to that negative place? Like Completely. you were saying with your therapist, when, you were like, when your therapist was like, so what if you didn't do the laundry? Like you go into this place of like, oh, I didn't do these things today. It's God, like, I'm such a like, failure. I didn't do my laundry and right. I said I was going to do my laundry for two whole days and I didn't do it. Oh, Okay. Right. right. All right. And so you go there immediately. Right. Okay. So the laundry didn't get done. Okay. Right. So maybe we'll do it today. You know, right. it's like, it's like we right. do, we just go there so quickly. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so We're fast. so comfortable with psychologically torturing ourselves. Yeah, we are. That we're will, we're, we're completely fine with that. We're completely fine with psychologically bullying ourselves to a point where we 
are stagnant. That's right. We can't do anything. That's we've, right. we've convinced well, ourselves that we are a useless sack of poo and we can't do <laughs> anything. And, and, and unfortunately, because we are the ones that got us there, we are the only ones that can get us out. Without a doubt. Oh my goodness. We are the right. only ones that can get us out. Like that's, you can, right. you can have the most wonderful, caring, supportive partner partners in the universe, right. friends in the universe, family in the universe. And they can come into that room and be like, you're wonderful and beautiful and handsome and powerful and get out of bed and let's do this. And it's not going to make a damn bit of difference. That's right. Because you're not the one that's doing it. It's not coming that's from right. you. That's right. Well, that, that'll and only you have to make that right? choice. Right. Like, those are te- those are band-aids on a, exactly. on a much larger wound. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And if you're not going to take responsibility and do it for yourself, then it's not going to stick. Exactly. Right. So you have to do it. So basically your project is you saying... I'm taking responsibility. Yes. I'm yes. stepping up to the plate. Yes. I'm going to show yes. for me and I'm going to figure this stuff right. out because this, the way I'm living right now, right. not good enough. Right. I can do better. Right. Which yeah. means that if I, you know, mess up and I don't film on a day when I said I was going to film, I have to try to come up with a kinder way yes. to you say, do. all right, we did not do this today. So what are we doing to, to, to do it in the next upcoming days? How are we right. like, it's, it's forcing me also to get on a schedule and get on a program that I have been saying that I want to do, but haven't been doing because I'm too guilty to start. Mm, Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I'm, I'm using this as a catalyst to get my shit together. Well, and that's the whole, that's the whole point. I I think you're going to have to, this, this project is going to be amazing, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm wondering if if a book doesn't have to come out at this point, because I'm just saying, these are, this is like, these are life lessons that people want Right. You know? Well, it's like we're trying to decide if it's going to be like a documentary that's a one, like a feature thing, so or good. if we're going to do um, episodes and webisodes and things oh, like that. that. So we're going to, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to work that out. But I'll let you know for sure. Well, um, you have to come back on and talk about it. Yeah, obviously. For sure. <laughs> this is already going to be a two part <laughs> podcast. Hello. Because, like, it's... You mean three parts? <laughs> These are, this is already two parts. Basically. Ah! But I, yeah. I am enjoying it. I have enjoyed speaking yeah. to you. I've um, enjoyed speaking to you. I too. want you, before we go, okay. tell everyone tell where me. to find you. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone where to find Switch and Play. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone where to find Big Mortis. Tell okay. them where to find I got all you. the things. All right. So Switch and Play, you can find on Instagram at uh, Switch, S-W-I-T-C-H, the letter N-P-L-A-Y. Um, that's the same on Twitter. Um, my Instagram uh, is Queer Kid Cass. Uh, with one S, um, and uh, my Vigor Mortis is Hey Vigor Mortis, so it's V I G O R M O R T I S, and that is on all of my social media: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because um, branding. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Um, and stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, this project is gonna be really good, yeah. and I'm so thrilled. To have been able to sit down and have one of our normally just like over wine and dinner <laughs> conversations recorded forever. I love on it. The I know prosperity is gonna be amazing. <laughs> so thank you so much for being with us today. You're amazing. You're As amazing. You, you already know how I feel. I He's love you. the best. So much. Oh, so much. <gasps> love. So God, I know. So, much so gross. Love. I know. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to us today. Uh, please, if you haven't, subscribe to the podcast. Write some reviews. Go on. Instagram, DM us, write comments. Let's hear from you. We want to know what you think about it. Um, We're going to sign off for today, but thanks so much for being with us, and we will see you again next time.